Hi, friends. My name is Chloe Taylor, the host of CozyCast. CozyCast is designed to assist you on your journey of co-creating your reality with the universe. I'll share tips, tricks, and stories on self-help, astrology, and spirituality to encourage and support you on your path to your dream life. So put on your fuzzy socks, grab a warm drink, and get cozy with me every Tuesday for a weekly dose of magic and self-care. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another week on Cozy Cast. I hope you guys have a beverage. I prepared better for this episode. I actually have a hot cup of coffee with me. Mm-mm-mm. It's the Trader Joe's Winter Blend, too. Oh, my gosh. If you guys have a local Trader Joe's, get yourself some of the Winter Blend. It's really good. But um, today I want to talk to you guys about something that I feel like over the course of this last year has just really helped me. Uh, So many of you guys really want stuff on like motivation and manifestation, and we'll get to that. But this is such an important building block that we're going to talk about today in order to get to the motivation, get to the point of understanding, get to the point of like actually bringing in your dream life and creating it and being a co-creator, you kind of have to be willing to do this part first and throughout. So something that really, really, really hit me was I was listening to the Manifestation Babe podcast. Uh, I listened to it on and off. She was one of the first people that I found when I fell like down the rabbit hole of manifestation. If you guys don't listen to her, she has a podcast. She's a seven-figure entrepreneur, six-figure entrepreneur. Her brand is all about the law of attraction and manifestation. She's honestly incredible. I hope someday I get to interview her because it would be such a freaking honor. But um She did an episode recently on her podcast. It was probably released in like October, I want to say, of this year. And something that she said, I was like, oh, my God, she is so right, though. And she said something along the lines of people think when they are co-creating with the universe, making their dream life, manifesting their life into being, that when they hit this dream, when they hit, like when you reach that milestone, when you get the fancy house, the fancy car, the fancy job, whatever it is that you're trying to bring in, when you get there, you're going to be totally fulfilled, whole, complete. You're going to feel like a different person. All those issues that you currently have are just going to disappear. When the reality of the situation is that you might have this like high for a few weeks, maybe a few months if you're lucky, But then all of those feelings that you've been suppressing are just going to come right back up to the surface. And I think this is something that we forget, especially in the early stages of manifestation, when you maybe haven't really seen a lot of the things that you're trying to bring in come into fruition. But you think that like you're not valuable enough where you are right now. And that is such bullshit (laughs) for all of us. Every single person listening to this right now, you are all valuable. Every single one of you. There's not a person on this planet. I don't care if you're a liar, a cheater, you're in jail. I don't care. Every single person on this planet offers value in some way. Some people are more consciously aware of it than others, but everybody has that potential to be their best and greatest version. And maybe you guys think I have my head in the clouds for believing that because it's like, but, but, but this person did this, this, and this to me, and they can't possibly be destined for greatness. Bullshit. Everybody has that potential and it's not for special people. 
And that's another episode that we'll talk about uh, another time, the manifesting for quote, quote, special people. But today specifically, I want to really touch on the thing that she also followed up with, which was she does more intentional work on herself. Catherine Zinkina of Manifestation Babe. She does more intentional work on herself more at the stage she's at now, which is like traveling the globe, like I said, a six-figure entrepreneur, an amazingly successful business. She does more work on herself now than she ever did in the beginning. And I was like, holy shit. This like, I already knew this, but it was like, you know how sometimes somebody will like say something to you, but you don't really hear it. And then you really hear it and you're like, oh shit, that's what they've been saying this whole time. So Today, I want to talk about the work because I feel like a lot of people say that, like you have to do the work, quote, the work. But what the hell are we actually talking about? What is the work? What does that mean? And I feel like this is such a part of the manifesting process that is so overlooked, but it is like the most important part is to do the work. And... You know, it's one thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm super here for like, yeah, put a crystal up in your right hand, hold it to the sky, put some intention into it. I'm so here for the yoga. I'm so here for the daily meditative practices. I'm so here for that. I'm so here for scripting out your dream reality, watching it come to fruition. You know, I'm so here for all of the like woo-woo. I don't even like saying woo-woo because I think that that puts like a negative implication on it, which it's nothing negative about it. But we forget that there are still underlying parts of us. I guarantee you there's not a single person that you could pull off the street that doesn't have something underlying that needs to be addressed or needs to be healed or needs to be worked through. Every single one of us on the planet has something. Every single one of us has been traumatized in some way and Literally, I don't think there's a single person in the human existence that has not, that is like older than the age of like eight that has not been traumatized. I feel like the birthing process alone is trauma. We have all experienced trauma and we overlook this subconscious level of us. We overlook the parts of us like... You know how it's like, oh, yeah, we don't remember our birth. We don't remember, like, being a little kid. I mean, some some people do. I actually remember my birth. Um, not, like, the actual coming into the room, but that's – it's a very interesting story. But I, like, remember – I remember being, like, in the womb, which is really crazy. Um, and I didn't know what it was for years and years and years and years. I had, like, this weird memory where I could hear my dad. <laughs> but I had no idea what was really going on around me because like it just felt very dark and like I don't even know how to explain it but I firmly believe that that was me having a memory of like being in the womb which is so crazy um, or maybe even being birthed potentially but I think so much of us were like oh like we don't remember those things so it's like fine to just like that part of our life doesn't matter but even if you've suppressed those things you still went through them you still lived through that. I think about my own story when I talk about this. And for those of you that don't know, I was actually born, I was supposed to be born in like July. I was born in the middle of May, 1991, baby. <laughs> and I, I came out so early because, um, 
long story short, my mother had an amniocentesis done to like, basically it's like a test that like tests for birth defects and her water broke at like 17 weeks with me, which normally a baby is carried to term for, I want to say like 40 weeks. And they basically put her on bed rest for the remainder of her pregnancy. And I didn't have enough amniotic fluid to develop normally. So I'm actually handicapped as well. I have hip and knee dysplasia. I can still walk and, um, you know, I am like I can do most things that other humans can do except like sit Indian style on the floor or cross-legged on the floor. And I can't really run very well and certain like bending things I can't do with my legs. But um you know, I think I often really forget that how scary my life must have been upon entering the world. How scary to leave your mom's womb space, <laughs> right, where it's so comfortable and cozy and literally be in the hospital for a month, tubes all over me, getting shots, getting um, casted, getting x-rays, being in this environment that probably feels so traumatizing to a literal infant that doesn't know what's going on, right? And I, I feel like I couldn't even fathom like how strong baby Chloe must have been to be able to go through all of that. How strong, right? And I feel like we, we forget those things, you know, we forget. So we think it's not important. And I myself am guilty of this. And I'm not even just talking about like that kind of stuff. I'm talking about like, maybe you've been in a relationship and you have been left, whether it be a friendship or a romantic partner, and you have those thoughts of why me, what did I do to deserve this? Or maybe you are in an environment where you have parents that are extremely unsupportive and they're constantly telling you what a piece of crap you are, how you're never going to amount to anything. Or maybe you're not there anymore, but you were at one time. Or, you know, I could sit here and list all of these experiences that just really shape us into who we are and they, they give us beliefs about ourselves, about the world, about the reality that we have. And... I think what we don't stop and realize is that we came into this world perfect. We came into this world with no notion of what the world was about. No spiritual belief, no human conditioning, no social graces, none of it. And it was all given to us by others or by our own experience. And we don't stop and actually look at things. And maybe some of you guys do. You know, no, and that's awesome. Live intentionally. But I feel for a lot of us, we don't actually stop and ask ourselves, why? Why do we do certain things? Why are we okay with X, Y, and Z? And for instance, this one's going to get a little bit controversial and some people probably are not going to like what I have to say, but I feel like this really falls in line with what I'm saying. So I'm going to say it anyways. Let's take veganism, for example. I'm a vegan. I've been vegan for two years, uh, over two years. And because as a society, most of us have been conditioned to believe that it's okay to kill animals, to eat them. So many of us do, and we do so without even thinking about it. And, or even if you like have a farm and you raise animals, it's like, oh, but, and I've heard this before, and I'm not trying to shade Anybody that I know that has said this to me, I have friends in my own life who think this way and that's, you know, that's their, their life. That's okay. I'm just trying to get a point across. <laughs> so 
you know, it's like, oh, but we give gratitude for the meat or the animals that we're provided with. So that makes it okay. And in reality, what we're not stopping to think, unless you're out there doing the slaughter yourself, which like, I don't even know how anybody is able to do that personally. What people don't stop and think about is like that animal still has a a will and a want to live. That animal still is conscious and sentient and has feelings and has like, we're so disconnected from that process. We're so disconnected from the pain that that animal has to go through that we're okay just eating the hamburger, eating the chicken, eating the whatever it is, because we're so disconnected from that trauma that is occurring that we've made it socially acceptable. And that was a really, 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 really big example. But like, even on terms of how you talk to yourself, we think that we are so alone. Every, like, not every day. Some of you guys, it might be every day. And I'm so sorry if that's your experience right now. Please reach out to me. Come to my social media. Come to my Instagram DMs. Tweet me on Twitter. Like, let's connect. Uh, Stuff in the show notes on where you can find me. I never want anyone to feel alone. Um, But I feel so often we think that we're so alone and nobody can possibly understand what we're going through. And it is because of social conditioning that has taught us to hide the parts of ourselves that are scary or traumatic or things that we don't think anybody else has ever possibly gone through. And no matter what it is, you know, and it might even be because at one time you had somebody tell you how petty something was and you shouldn't feel that way. So now you feel like you can never voice your opinion on that matter again because it's petty and you shouldn't feel that way. But the number one thing I can teach you guys about feelings is that you cannot, and I hope that if you're listening to this and you have made someone else feel this way, I hope that you will go and make amends with them because you cannot tell someone else that their feelings are invalid. You can, but you would be wrong. (laughs) There's no other way around that. You can, but you would be wrong because the thing about feelings is, yes, we have the ability to work through them. Yes, we have the ability to honor them and do what, what you will. And maybe one day we feel one way and two years later in hindsight, we think, oh my gosh, I was so stupid. Why did I think that way? That was so ridiculous. But that's something that you have to come to on your own. When we sit and we invalidate other people's feelings, we're not getting anywhere, <laughs> We're not helping anyone. It's not constructive. It's not, you think that you're helping in the moment, but in reality, all that person wants us to be listened to, to be understood, to work through that experience. And they are trusting you with the information to either be a listener or be a guide. And that is such a position of honor when somebody else feels comfortable enough to come to you with something that's on their heart, even if you don't agree with it. What a position of honor. I can't tell you how many times I have had people come to me with, especially like uh, adolescents because of the work that I used to do. I can't tell you how many times I've had an adolescent come to me with something that for me, I'm an adult. I live on my own. I have my spouse. I take care of myself. I pay my own bills. The problems that adolescent people have are not the same as mine. But guess what? Never once would I turn around and say, you're being so ridiculous. You're, you shouldn't feel this way. Da 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 da. 
you know, I might offer some gentle guidance, but I'm never going to sit there and tell this person like, oh, when you're older, it will make more sense. When you're not in this place, it'll make more sense. And maybe at one time I was that person. And that's something that I have had to look inside myself and be like, wow, Chloe, you really shouldn't treat people like that. That is such bullshit. Remember when you were that age and you went through all of this, what would have helped you? Being a guide to somebody else would have definitely helped me if I had had like a bigger sister that was there for me and just listened to what I had to say instead of just immediately judging the situation. Now, the real point that I want to get down to this doing the work, right? I'm giving you all these examples of how you can help other people and other topics and things that are coming out. But the number one thing I want to touch on is how you can do this when you feel like you don't have someone else in your corner to help you. And trust me, I have been there. This entire year of 2019, the bulk of it was me feeling alone, feeling like I had no friends, feeling like I had no one, feeling like nobody actually knew my heart. Nobody actually knew who I was. I was going through this and I was alone, right? Going through this big dark night of the soul, this big, I don't know why my career is tanking, why it's not working. And unfortunately, I, from an early age, was so conditioned to not let people help me and do everything on my own that it's very hard for me to let people guide me, to let people assist me. And I sit and pick my own self apart so frequently that I had to find a way to actually sit and do the work. And I'm coming to you from a place in my life right now where I'm not a master like level 10 person at this. I'm still processing things. I'm still working through things. But rest assured, there is a way out. And the most valuable thing that I have learned over the course of 2019 is to question every single self-deprecating thought. If you have a thought that comes into your head, maybe you're listening to this right now and you're in bed and you feel like there is no way you're going to be able to get out of bed today. There is no way you're going to be able to finish that school assignment. There's no way you're going to be able to go to work. There's no way like everything in life just feels like it's falling apart. You feel so alone. Just sit with it. Sit with that. And I'm, I'm, this is something that is not going to be easy at first, but it is something that will get easier over time. Don't pick up the phone. Don't pick up unless you're going to call somebody else for support. Do not, like, even if you're listening to this right now, I mean, obviously finish the episode if you need the guidance, but then turn it off and put it away. Don't listen. Don't numb yourself out with Netflix. Don't, you know, don't, don't shut it out. Because so frequently, that is what's happening is we have we have in at least America, more people than ever feel disconnected and lonely and feel like they are. They're just completely alone and everybody is out there living their own best life when in reality, so many people are not doing that. They're feeling just as lonely as you are. They're also in bed asking themselves how they're going to put their face on today and keep going. And I encourage you just to sit with the feelings because what we will do, and I'm, I've been guilty of this before, especially with food. Oh my gosh. Food is like my number one. I don't want to feel things. I just want to eat the world. That is like my number one coping mechanism is I will just go straight for food. 
Um, we'll numb out with food, with Netflix, with video games, with um, sexual desire, even whatever it might be that you're trying to shut out how you actually are feeling when it's so much more beneficial for you to stop and actually feel the feelings. And it's like I said, at first, it's not going to be easy. It will be so much harder in the beginning because it's something that we have been conditioned to not do. The world, honestly, <laughs> the world honestly doesn't give a shit about you or me or anyone, especially when I say the world, I'm talking about like consumerism. The world wants you to numb out. The world wants you to buy their product because they always market it to you and make you feel like once you have that vacation, once you have the house, once you have the dream job, the mansion, the spouse, the kids, then everything will feel good. Everything inside of you that you feel like feels lonely and broken will finally feel better. And I have to be really, really real with you guys. That's not the case. It doesn't matter how many things happen in your life that line you up and make you feel what your version of success looks like, those lonely feelings will still be there if you do not address them. And the best thing you can do for yourself is slow down and listen and stop trying to just cover them up. And it takes time. It takes tears. It takes effort. It's hard work. This is what we're all talking about when we say the work. It takes time, effort, and work to unpack those things. To ask yourself, why do I feel like I'm so unlovable? And maybe it takes you all the way back to a time in your childhood where a parent said something that made you feel like you were unlovable. And... You know, I would highly recommend, honestly, I know we all say it too. It's like, oh, therapy, therapy, therapy. And like, don't get me wrong. I am a humongous advocate for therapy. But I think sometimes the fact of the matter is not everybody can afford it. And I have been in that boat and I have had to self-heal on so many levels. Now, if you really, 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 really consciously need help and like you are in a dangerous situation, obviously, please seek out help. There is always help. Um, and I will make sure to put some links down below for you guys if you need uh, someone to call. There is definitely some numbers for national, international, et cetera, numbers, uh, suicide prevention hotlines. I will make sure there's information down below for you guys. But uh, I challenge you to sit with those feelings and to really let yourself question. The first thing that you can do is listen. And even when it's hard, even when it's difficult, because the, the shitty thing about this is that the voice inside your head that tells you all these rotten, nasty things about yourself that you don't like and maybe you don't agree with or you do agree with, it sounds a lot like you. It sounds like yourself. When in reality, a lot of those thoughts have been handed to us from other people. And so I will sit and question that voice. I'll let it kind of say what it needs to say. And then I will question the voice. Who does that sound like? Huh, I wonder where you got that from. Where's this coming from? What does it feel like? What can I do to, what can I do in this moment that will make you feel better? Um, something this maybe is going to make people laugh. I don't know. But something that really helps me when I am like hysterically crying, like in hysterics, snot like ugly crying snot coming out of my nose like I am literally just crying I will put my arms around myself hold myself at like my 
um, upper arms with like both hands, give myself a hug (laughs) and maybe even rock myself a little bit. And I'll just say, it's okay. You're safe. I'm here for you. I'm always here for you. I'm always going to be here for you. And I don't know if that's like my higher self stepping in. I think sometimes that is the case that my higher self is just reminding me like, hey, bitch, we're in this together because I am you and you are me. But that honestly is like so soothing. And I will grab like my favorite. I have a weighted blanket and I'll put that around me and it feels like a nice little hug. And I'm somebody who like when I'm really, really, really down, like physical touch really helps me. So I know that about myself. And so that's what I go for. Um, and sometimes I'll journal it out. That's also been really, really helpful. And sometimes I'll ask myself if a friend came to me feeling like this, how would I want to console her? How would I, what would I do in this moment? If my friend came to me, was this open with me, this broken in front of me, what would I do? Number one, I would listen. Number two, I would probably give them a hug. Number three, I would probably make them the best fucking cup of coffee or tea that they have ever had in their life because that's my mood. And I would probably get them a pair of fuzzy socks because all of those things make me feel better. So that's kind of what I do for myself. I ask myself what I would give to someone else and I give those things to myself because we are like, so many of us are like a plethora of knowledge and information and a plethora of like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Maybe you're the advice giver of your friend group. But then when it comes to you, maybe you're somebody who can't take a page out of your own book. Maybe I'm also just sitting here talking about myself. I don't know. (laughs) I have definitely been that person and I can be that person sometimes, you know, I'm the friend that so many people reach for when they're struggling. And then when I'm struggling, a lot of times I can convince myself that I'm alone and that's really hard. So Sitting with those feelings, though, is one of the best things you will be able to give to yourself because it will make you start to question those feelings and if they're actually true. And I think one of the best things to do is once you can get to a place of questioning and like, what does it sound like? Where did it come from? Then you can start asking yourself the, how can I heal this? How can I, what would make so someone else feel better? What, um, you know, what can I do? What? What feeling in this moment could I choose that's one step above this one? Uh, Gabby Bernstein's book, Super Attractor, link down below, uh, Super Attractor, she talks about this, that all you have to do is choose again. Even if you feel like you are so, so, so low, low, low and depressed and sad, what choice could, what emotion could you choose that's above this? Is it anger? You know, maybe some people don't want to get angry or they've been told that anger isn't allowed because it's uncomfortable. It's okay to be uncomfortable. So, you know, get angry if you need to. And then once you feel like you're done being angry, what's the next choice above that? Indifference? What's above indifference? You know, you just keep choosing again and again and again and again until you can get to a state of whatever you want to experience. If that's joy and abundance and what have you, then like keep choosing again. And some days you're going to get all the way back up and you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm, I look at me. It took me like 10 minutes and I feel like a whole new person. And other days you're going to stay down and that's okay too. Everybody has those days. (laughs) Um, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Um, I just had a like a quote unquote sad day uh, two days ago. I was just sad all day, crying all day. And that's okay. You know, I kept questioning my feelings anyways. I kept questioning everything that was coming into my realm. And the thought that kept popping up for me was I'm alone and unlovable. 
I'm alone and unlovable and I, I, or I'm too complicated. And then I started to ask myself, who made you feel that way? Why do you feel that way? Whose voice does that actually sound like? And I'm not going to share with you the answers because it's a little bit personal, but there definitely was answers. And those things had come from outside of me. They weren't actually me. And mm, sorry, girl, that coffee's getting cold. But that's, that's the main thing though, is doing the work has a lot more to do with unpacking your own shit and allowing yourself to do it. And I'm not trying to make light of the situation because some of this shit is really heavy. And like I said, if you feel like you are a danger to yourself and in a dangerous situation, please reach out for help, please. Um, it is so in your, in your best interest to do so. And I feel that this really is probably the hardest work I've ever done on myself. You know, I've, I've done quite a bit in my, in my short 28 years on this earth. I feel like I've experienced a lot and I feel like this to me out of everything, if there was something I could leave with this world to change it, it would be that it would be that you are not your thoughts. You are so much more than that. And even if every thought you've ever had has been conditioned into you by someone else, what a beautiful opportunity to heal all of those things in time. It takes time and give yourself a brand new slate to work with. What beliefs do you want to have about yourself? How do you want to feel about yourself? Another really great exercise if you feel that you can muster it up is to draw a picture of yourself. Even if it's a stick figure, that's okay. <laughs> um, draw one on a left side of a piece of paper and one on a right side. Like if you opened a notebook on a left and a right or on one piece, just divided in half. And on your current self, you would write how you're feeling now, even if it's like the most awful shit, just write how you're feeling now. And then on the opposing side, write who you'd like to be. What does future you living their best life want to be like? What do they look like? What do they feel like? What do they do with their time? And then really compare and contrast and see if there's similarity. If it's somebody who is totally different from what you're currently experiencing, make sure you're really clear. Ask yourself why you want to become the person on the right. Is it because somebody else wants you to be that person or is it because it's who you actually want to be? You know, when you do the work, it's constantly you diving into your own mind and into your own heart and your own soul and asking yourself, who am I? Who do I want to be? What impression do I want to leave on the world if that's your angle? What do I hope to accomplish in this life? What do I feel like my strengths are? What do I feel like my weaknesses are? What do I feel like is impairing me to do those things now? How can I take steps to change those things, you know? And I would highly encourage anyone just take a meander <laughs> to your local bookstore and go down the self-help section and see if anything pops out to you. Pick it up try it out. Honestly, I feel like for the bulk of my adult life, I have not been in a situation where I've been able to consistently afford therapy, but you know what I could afford? A couple of books. <laughs> and I feel like reading through self-help has honestly helped me more as a person evolve than anything else. That and having really good fucking supportive friends and having 
really strong, loving, committed relationships that want to be there for you and you want to be there for them. And the relationships are so aligned. Um, those things have really helped me. And I, pr I promise you're not alone. I promise anything that you have ever felt about yourself, I guarantee you somebody else out in the world has felt those things too. And they maybe are currently feeling those things, but you will never know and you will never connect with somebody else. Like think about the worst feeling you've ever had in your entire life. And think about if somebody else was going through that, wouldn't you want to help them? Wouldn't you want to guide them? Wouldn't you want to open up? Or wouldn't you want them if they've already been through it and you're currently going through it? Wouldn't it be so amazing to hear their perspective and how they got through it? And that really brings us also back to the whole lighthouse thing we talked about in the last episode, you know, be that lighthouse for yourself. Be the person that is out there brave enough to be your own authenticity warrior. You know, even if that's just sharing things with a friend or a whole community, you know, share those experiences, even when it's scary, even if you have family members that are going to put you down for sharing it, who cares? Because you know what? People can sit and throw tomatoes into the arena as much as they want to, but unless they're down there wielding the blade and down there doing the fucking work, they have no say. They have no say and their opinions don't matter. Trust that. <laughs> Trust that. So I, I challenge you to just do the work. Do the work. Take care of yourselves. Because once you have done the work and you can actually get yourself to feel at peace with yourself and who you are, co-creating anything you want in your reality is so much easier. It is so much easier when you are already happy and satisfied with who you are to bring in more happiness and more satisfaction because the universe looks at that and says, oh, you're really happy and satisfied. Let me give you more of that instead of, oh, you're feeling really low vibe and really stuck and really hurt. Let me send you more relationships that feel like that one, because there's something that you're missing. There's a lesson that ne needs to be learned. There's a piece of you that needs to be addressed in order to grow. And I don't know how many of you guys that listen believe in like past life, things like that. I certainly do. And I really do believe that before we came into this life, we chose, we chose our family, we chose our surroundings, we chose the kind of life that we would come into. And then upon being here, we got to choose how that would play out. And so I feel like we always have a choice. We always have a choice. We always have free will to see how that path is going to go. And rest assured that if you've come from a situation that isn't ideal, Something in you chose that so that you could learn something. Something in you chose. And I like, ugh, someday y'all are going to get like the dark episodes. <laughs> or like maybe when I die, I'll leave you guys with like a memoir that really dives into certain aspects of my life that I don't feel as comfortable sharing at this point, maybe eventually. But like, the aspects that like, wow, I really did choose like this kind of upbringing so that I could learn this, this and this. And I'm still in the process of learning that. And 
to this day, sometimes I still question, oh my God, why did I choose this? Why did I choose to incarnate in a body like this? Because I'm handicapped. Why did I choose, you know, this kind of upbringing? Why did I choose a this type of family? Why did I choose whatever? You know, the list goes on and on and on and on. And maybe someday I'll be more comfortable when I have figured it out, <laughs> opening up more about it. But at this point in time, I definitely am not there yet. But you are literally a masterpiece that is always being worked on. Every brushstroke that you add to it is just going to add to the beauty of the entire piece. So be the Picasso. Work on yourself. Open yourself up to feeling. I feel like so many of us want to run from feeling anything because it can be so painful. But it's worth it. It's so worth it to become, because you already are whole and complete. You already are unconditional love and bliss. You just lose sight of it. All of us do. You just lose sight of it. And the more you question those thoughts, the more you question where you've come from, the more you sit with those things and really pick them apart, the more you come back into yourself, the more you call back your power, the more you come back to center and understand who you are, the more you become that lighthouse that's going to shine out and bring others to you so that they can become their own lighthouses. So um, that was really my main message for today is just to, you know, if you're feeling down and crummy, question it, question everything. Know that you are so much more than your thoughts. And please, if you, again, I just want to really put it, I really want to drive it home. If you're in a dangerous situation, please check the show notes for information. And if you are, somebody that just needs someone to talk to. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a trained professional. So you can't come to me with information like that. But if you're someone that just needs someone to listen, please hit me up on Instagram. Please send me a direct message. Um, share with me if you guys are listening to this, put it in your stories. I will definitely re um, post it. Uh, let me know what you guys are thinking. I'm at Cozy Kale on Instagram and Twitter. I would love to hear from you guys. I hope this rep this recipe. Wow. Where is my head right now? I hope this message reached you guys and know that we have so much more to get into on future episodes. Know that doing the work is such an important part. I would say that it is truly the beginning before you can really even get into manifesting other things. You have to be able to bring yourself into more alignment with yourself to even really understand what it is that you truly desire. Because a lot of times when we are stuck in this loop of us not feeling great about ourselves, we also are not sure what we do actually want. So start there, start with the intentional work and know that it will be an ever-changing masterpiece. It will never be completely done. You will never be a completed masterpiece. So it's okay. No matter what step of your journey that you're at, it's okay. I'm here teaching this stuff to you and I am very much still doing it. So, you know, take it easy on yourself, be kind to yourself and please remember Please remember that when you shine, you give everyone the permission to do the same. I'll catch you guys next week. If you really loved what you heard today, be sure to leave me a review. 
Or even better, come support me on my main hub, Anchor, linked in the show notes. And if you'd love even more cozy in your life, be sure to follow me around the web, including a YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter, and even a website. Share your listening experience in your stories or tweet it out. I'd love to chat with you. Use hashtag cozy self-care Tuesday so I can lurk on your weekly self-care routines. Again, that's K-O-Z-Y self-care Tuesday. I look forward to interacting with you. Remember, when you shine, you give others permission to do the same. So fill your cup and share of your light with the world. You are valuable just as you are. I'll talk to you guys again next Tuesday.